This is a little rough, so. stage and set the sound and lights ablaze that's the measure you must take to crush the idols jerk the pews and all the decorations too till the congregations few then have revivals tell your friends that this is where the party ends Until you're broken for your sins You can't be social and Seek the Lord And wait for what He has in store Pay the greatest your reward So just be hopeful Cause you can Sing oh. Yes, you can. You can sing all you want to. You can sing all you want to and still get it wrong. Because worship is more than a song. Take a break from all the plans that you've made sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper beg him please to open up his mouth and speak and pray for real upon your knees until they blister shine a light on every corner of your life Till the pride and lust and lies are in the open And read the word and wait for what he has in store Till your heart and soul are stirred and rocked and broken Cause you can sing all you want to Yes you can you can sing all you want to. You can sing all you want to and still get it wrong. Because worship is more than a song. Must not worship something that's not even worth it. Anything I put before my God is an idol. Anything I want with all my heart is an idol. Oh, anything that I 
stop thinking of is an idol and anything that I give for my love is an idol cause I can sing all I want to yes I can sing all I want to Cause worship is more than a song Clear the stage and set the sound and lights ablaze If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols Thank the Lord, hallelujah What a song Amen. While preaching, that song right there about our idols. Uh, you know, the uh, when you think about it, uh, preachers look at words. Words are important, even though I mess up on words. Uh, words are important. And you look at the word worship. He, he talked about the de uh, definition of worship in that song. Wow. When there's anything that is you can't get out of your mind, that is not the Lord, Jesus. Amen. If there's uh, anything that you uh, have respect to and gets between you and Him, okay, they're idols. Right. Huh? Right. Any lust, right. it didn't say it, lust in there, but anything you desire. And you just got to have right. becomes an idol, right. and so uh, it's a very biblical song. Amen. And I, uh, at first, when he first sang it, I, I don't think I've said this to anybody or y'all don't tell anybody, but you know, I thought, what is he singing over there? <laughs> but uh, but after I got to hearing it, I thought, I like that. Amen. I like it. It was it was a great blessing. And so uh, I was actually trying, originally thought I was going to gear something up um, for uh, somebody stand and give the Lord a praise offering here. I'm trying to find my scripture because I've I thank the Lord for all He's done for me. Um, he's been really, really, really good to me. Much more, much more than I deserve. Um, I, I was reading about a man named John Cho. I think his name pronounced it Chow. He's an American missionary that went to the outskirts of India and about in 2018. Um, he went there to try to contact these, these people, these native people that were there. Nobody's ever contacted them. Nobody's ever that we've tried dropping stuff out of planes, but they really don't want us there. They don't want to talk to us. And one of the reasons is probably because the big flying metal thing in the sky, when it dropped the big box, it fell on one of their kinfolk uh, and killed them. So he, he went out there because he was a Christian. He was a young man. I don't know what denomination he was, but he wanted to share the gospel with these untouched indigenous people. And 
he went out there to try to do it, and uh, he convinced one of the boaters to go, one of the, the, the shipmen, or whatever you call it, one of the sailors, because nobody wanted to go out there. Finally, he got, he wouldn't go all the way to the shore, he got close to the shore, he went up there, and the last thing that, uh, one of the last things that the sailor saw was the people, the native people dragging his lifeless body with a spear through it. He had went out there, y'all heard the story, it was all over the news in 2018, this was an American Christian missionary. But a lot of times, and especially when it first came out, I know we talked about it, we were like, what is he thinking? What, what was he thinking going out there? We read these old historical histories of these, these great missionaries, of, you know, Hudson Taylor and, and Elizabeth Elliot and all these people, and we think, wow, it's glorious, it's great, it's going to be, everything's just going to work out perfectly. I mean, we look at Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot was one that went out to uh, Ecuador and was killed as a martyr. But it seems like because he seemed to have had a good end with Elizabeth Elliot, she went back and she got to talk to the natives and they basically told her why they killed them. They thought that, that they were going to come and eat them. They thought they were cannibals. But she talked to them. So it seemed like it was a good ending. So we look at them as this glorious yeah, thing. But what if God right. calls us to something as John Chow? Because we look at him and we say, why would he do yes, something? Yes. Yes. But really, that's just what Jesus said to do. Right. Yes, he said, go out. He didn't say this glorious thing's going to happen. We look at obedience as if it's, maybe it's just for me, but we look at obedience as if it's just something that, you know, it, it's, it's good if good comes out of it. But that's not what obeying and trusting God is about. Right. Obeying and trusting God is trusting Him when He says, go to the cross. And there's nothing, no, no way out of it, nothing good coming out of it. It's just because God said to do it. That's it. Well, we got to win people. We got to do that. That's great. That's awesome. But the epitome of it, the very foundation of it, is God said it. And I trust Him. And yes. I think unless we're willing to get to that place, like John Chow, yes. that we are willing to go into a fire just yes. because God said it. Not because he was going to deliver us from the fire. Not because he was going to win because of it. Not because the fire was going to pop out and an angel was going to come. And like uh, like that one martyr that we read about in Fox's Book of Martyrs where the blood came out and spewed all over, you know. It may not happen that way. It's just because God said do this. And I do it, not because of anything else, but because God says. I think that's really the place that I want to get to, and that's the place where I think that we need to get to, that just because the Lord said we do it. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Excellent. Uh, whoo, don't need to pray for me. <laughs> I thought, oh, I know right where that was at. I was studying yesterday, and then I felt like to change, and then now I don't know what to do here. Hmm. Brother Butler used to say, if the Lord would help me, my eyes would fall.
Well, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 7. I don't seem to see it, but I'm sure the Lord will help me here in this one place here. We'll start in verse 8. And uh, Jeremiah 7 and verse 8. Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will ye steal, murder, commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not? And come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. Is this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. But go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people Israel. And we'll stop right there. Dear Lord Jesus, <clears throat> we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that your word is ageless. And that, Lord, it was true in Jeremiah's time. It was true in Isaiah's time. And it is also true in our time. I pray, dear Lord, that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay. Speak through us, Lord. These are the verses that you gave to me originally for this service tonight. And I pray, Lord, help us, direct us, show us your way. In Jesus' holy and righteous and wonderful name, we do pray. And everyone said, Amen. We uh, truly are living in a day and in a country of lies. We see lies from our trusted governmental officials. We see lies from judges. We see lies from the pulpits. Uh, we see lies from all different areas. But I want to tell you, God is always true. Amen. Remember the scripture says, uh, you know, uh, God is truth and let every man be a liar. That doesn't mean for us to be liars, but it's saying that God is always true. And so here, Jeremiah, in the beginning of his ministry, one of the uh, probably saddest ministries that could be seen in some ways. In many ways, it looks like a failure of a, of a ministry. He kept telling them to do something and everything he told them to do, they did the opposite. Uh, what we do, and after studying several years ago in uh, Jeremiah about the things, it, was, it talked about that that uh, basket of figs that got carried off to Babylon and included in that was Daniel 
and the three Hebrew children. And Ezekiel was with that in those baskets. And so the good of the Jewish people were carried off first. And then Jeremiah was left to deal with these at the last. <clears throat> but he said to them, Ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. And it's important for us in our day and hour to trust in the words that will profit. Lying words that cannot profit are words that basically say, you're okay, what you're doing is okay, don't worry about it. Uh, 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 Teresa, did you notice the young man that came into the restaurant as we were leaving? I didn't get to speak to him, but I saw the back of his head and Jamie recognized who he was and uh, you know, his pastor told him uh, after his first wife divorced him, said, just get over it and go ahead and start life again. So now it looks like he's starting life a third time. Okay. Those are trusting in lying words. Lying words that cannot profit. Anytime we go contrary to the word of God, we will face those words. And he goes on, he said, uh, will ye steal, murder, commit adultery, and swear falsely? Listen to this. Burn incense unto Baal and walk after other gods whom ye know not. These people he was preaching to were, were doing these things. And you might say uh, stealing and murder and adultery and, and swearing falsely is terrible, but the thing about it, they were worshiping Baal. And they were in Jerusalem, in the temple. Can you imagine such? And so that's why judgment came to Jerusalem. And, and then it said, and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. We're, that's America today. That's America today. That's where we're at. And these are the situations going on. Uh, if we're not careful, I witness to people and go to people's homes and all that. And most of them, a lot of them have basically told me, I can get just as much listening to Joel Osteen on the, or maybe some other preacher that they like, just as much as coming to church. Huh? They're trusting in lies. They're, uh, uh, even when I was younger, after Teresa and I got saved and got married, there were people that uh, they wouldn't pay tithes to the local church, but instead they would send their money off to Jimmy Swagger, Swaggart or, or Tim Baker or some of the, these others, you know. And uh, what some of my preaching friends, they would say, well, ask them to come do your funeral for you. <laughs> right? And so there are people that are trusting in lying words that cannot profit. We're talking spiritually wise. 
our spiritual profitability. Huh? We must grow. Did you understand that the lack of growth when we are shrinking up? What happens when something grows, it expands out, right? But when something begins to shrink up, what is that doing? It's backing up. It's backsliding. Come on. And so we need to be always seeking for revival. Now, revival, we've got revival coming up. We're needing revival. But uh, you can have a little revival here tonight. We can have a little revival Wednesday night. Uh, reviving is any time when we get our, heart, our hearts and our minds upon the Lord and we determine within ourselves, we've got to grow. I've got to do more. I've got to love the Lord more. I need more of you, Lord Jesus. And it's not necessarily about busy uh, work at church, but it's about sincere work for Jesus. You're not, this is not my church. It's not, okay? Uh, when you do stuff around here, you're not doing it for me, Sister Teresa, or the Hicks, or somebody. You're doing it for the Lord, huh? And so, we need to trust in the good things. In this day and time that uh, Jeremiah was preaching and prophesying to those people, they were involved in the worship to, of the Queen of Heaven, which was the uh, uh, opposite of Moloch. He, it was, uh, anyway, they were trusting her. Huh? You ought to read Jeremiah's last sermon. He was in their face because they had hauled him down to, toward Egypt. Huh? And he was telling them to repent from their worship of the Queen of Heaven. And they said, we will not hear you. And we will not listen to you. They were trusting in lying words. Words that cannot profit. They will not help us. And, and in America, and sometimes some of the sins that we think I guess I'm, I'm hesitant because I do think sometimes some sins are really bad. And that some sinners are more wicked than other sinners, okay? But in the long and the short of it is, amen, just one little white lie can keep you out of heaven. Okay, so all sin is bad, but there are, it does seem like there are more wicked than others. And, uh, but the thing about it is, We've got it all around us and people are blind to it and they say, oh, that's not for today. We don't need all that. No, things are fine. They're better than ever have been before and they're not. People don't read the Word of God. Folks, this is, this is your, your peanut butter and jelly and your bread. This is your nourishment, spiritual nourishment. This is how we grow thereby. This is how we become more sanctified. I do believe in a, a second definite work of sanctification, but I also believe we grow in grace. And so we need those experiences. And sometimes we can't get those experiences until we do like that psalm said, you know, 
You know, stay at home, cancel your plans, right. pray, seek after the Lord, you know. What well, wasn't said in the song was turn your televisions off and yes. get, uh, turn off your Wi-Fi and all that, you know. Because uh, other things replace hindrances of the past. And so these folks are committing all of these things. And then the Lord says, and you come and stand before me in this house. They burn incense to Baal. They had been doing all those other things. And then they go to the temple of God. Brother um, Mike Switzer many years ago preached in our little storefront church many years ago. What a place to go to hell from. What a place to go to hell from. Talking about leaving church and going to hell. And these here in this evening, uh, in these scriptures, they were coming before God, standing before Him, uh, and, and the Lord saying, what are you doing here? And, he said, and they answered Him, we are delivered to do all these abominations. They may not necessarily have to say that, but they can say, it's all right for us to do them. We believe you delivered us so that now we can do what we want to. Amen. You Jews firmly believed in these particular times they were saved just because they were born Jewish. Huh? They were going to make heaven their home. In America today, we've got the equivalent to that. We've got those people who have, uh, uh, when the doors of the church were open, came and gave the right hand of fellowship to the preacher. And now that they are saved, they can live how they want to. Huh? We are delivered to do all these abominations. That's not deliverance, folks. That's not deliverance. These abominations, stealing and murder, committing adultery, swearing falsely or lying, burning incense to other gods, these are different types of lifestyles in their, that time and in ours that people get caught up in and they seem to keep doing it over and over again. Huh? And so we are delivered to do all these. No. No, you're not. The Lord wants us to come out. Come out. Come out of the world. Come out of sin. He has made a provision for us to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. All of our sins can be washed away. There'll be no more left. Amen. And uh, the devil may come back to you and uh, tell you, you know, you still got that sin on you. But if they're washed away, they're washed away. Amen. And as the Lord said to that uh that woman caught in the act of adultery, 
he said, where, where are thine accusers? And he said, I have none, Lord. And he said, go and sin no more. Well, Brother Jeff, that's impossible. Brother Jeff, that's just too hard. There's nobody that can go without sinning. You see, you've bought into lies, lying words that are not profitable. Huh? Brother Jeff, have you gone and where you live a sinless life? Yeah, sometimes. Huh? And I have to say the majority of time. Yeah. The majority of time. Yes. But I still have to repent. Huh? And many of y'all heard me repent too. What was her name this morning? Leah. Leah. How many of you heard me repent to her this morning? I'm sorry, Leah. Huh? Teresa asked me a real deep question. Were you mad? I said, Teresa, I didn't, I didn't show that I was mad to her. You know, I kept telling her, I just want to talk to you. You know, but were you mad? Finally, I said, I was mad, but I didn't want to show it. <laughs> well, there are times we have to repent. Amen. And we need to be right. And it doesn't matter how little the children are or how old they are. If we're wrong, we're wrong. And the best way of doing it is just getting it over with. Amen. Asking them to forgive you. Ask the, ask the Lord to forgive you. And so, uh, these people in our lives around us right now say, you cannot live without sin. And it flabbergasts me. Why? Why do we have to sin? Huh? When you you have choices, you know. If you want to eat dirt, go ahead and eat dirt. If you want to eat garbage, go ahead and eat garbage. But I choose what's on my plate. And likewise, in our lives today, we choose what we allow into us. And though we may not be eating uh, uh, movies or uh, TV shows or pornography or things, we choose what's on our plate. And when we uh, learn that we're not as strong, you ever had somebody tell you that was a drunkard and say, I can quit anytime I want to? (laughs) Prove it. Prove it. I don't have to prove it to you. Well, the reason why, they can't prove it. They got to have another drink. And likewise, a lot of times when people say, I can turn that off anytime I want to. Oh, good. Let me take that down and we'll take it out for for a month. See how things go. Huh? No, 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 no. I don't have to prove that to you. So, we're in this place. What we see affects our souls. What we hear affects our souls. Amen. Um, If you're doing drugs, that can affect your soul. Thinking about tasting. Uh, uh, 
If we're overeating, that can affect your soul. Um, but those things aren't near uh, as bad as stealing and murder and committing adultery, right? It has an effect on us. Y'all seen the latest Palisade cars? Huh? Hyundai? They're nice. But Jeff, how how did you find out about them? Advertisement popped up on my advertisement. Advertisements are designed to make you unhappy with what you've got that's right. and to desire something else. And that's the way sin is. And sin, uh, you know, all, all of the, the stuff that we see on media and all that, we've got to be careful. Got to be careful. And so that we limit what comes in. That way we can be stronger with what does pop up. What does we, we see? Easier to turn that off. Okay? I've had some very good friends of mine, a good friend of mine that was against computers. In all honesty, there's been times I'm back and forth about some of that, huh? How many of y'all would like to live without your computer? Or your cell phone? <laughs> huh? Lord, if I can keep it. But uh, the thing about it is we have to limit what's coming in. Amen. That's your plate. Uh-huh. Don't let others put stuff on your plate. That's going to affect you. Yeah. Amen. So the Lord told them, uh, through Jeremiah, told them, said, um, why don't you go down to Shiloh? The place where I first put my name at. And see what I, what happened down there with them. They were doing the same thing you're doing. Jesus said it would be more tolerable for Sidon. And, uh, Sidon. Anyway. Sodom and Gomorrah. Then for... Uh, that other place in that day. Can you imagine? I wonder if Sodom and Gomorrah would get a break from us. Because of what's going on in America today. Amen. And folks, we're not the only countries. Okay. It's not just America. Mm. I appreciate the Lord for giving us scriptures like this to help bring it to our attention. Sometimes things that we begin to allow in our lives. Mm-hmm. Teresa, come begin a song. I appreciate the mercy that He has for us. It is possible for us to get tripped up. It is possible for us to get sidetracked. But I'm going to say, if he comes when you're tripped, 
or on the sidetrack, yeah. you're not going to make it. But I appreciate the Lord that He's given us mercy mm -hmm. and said, this is the way back. Mm -hmm. Come back this direction. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. I've never gone to the Lord and said, Lord, forgive me again. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And He said, nope. I'm not going to forgive you. Woo! I don't know about you, but that about make you shout. Because yeah. if you've been serving the Lord... I'm not trying to brag, but if you've been serving the Lord since the early 1980s, I've done a lot of repenting over those years. And I have, in, in a lot of ways, hadn't done a lot of, you know. But it's still repenting. Because I don't want that little sin to catch me. Amen. Probably the, the hardest thing to repent of that we have to do many times is come back to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I've, I've become distracted. I've allowed our relationship to, to spread out. I'm, I don't feel as close to you, Lord, as I have felt. Forgive me. You know, there are some friends I've allowed to drift to the years, and I've tried to reach out, but it doesn't seem like not much reaching back. But I've always found that the Lord, if I come to Him sincerely, He's there. Amen. And so I appreciate Him. He is a great God. He is a near God. He is a God that is concerned about us. And everything that we do. Amen. Don't take things for granted. No. And don't take his love for granted. No. And his mercies. But be thankful for them. And trust in him. Amen. I firmly believe that if we'll trust in the Lord. Yeah. He'll bring us through. But I'm going to tell you, part of that trusting is going to cause you to step out on some things that really is kind of hard to do. To step out and to obey God. To obey His Word. To forgive others.
seek the Lord. Let's talk to him here tonight. Dare to say. 